Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Isaiah 5812 podcast. It's been a while since I've done one, and I apologize for anybody that's been looking for it. But um, I have, a, I think, a special message for you tonight. To, just to remind you, Isaiah 5812 says that those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins, and you will raise up the age-old foundations, and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. The purpose of this podcast is to look at Scripture and to seek out the truth, because God says to us that the worshipers that he desires the most are the ones that worship him in spirit and truth. And we're on a journey to find the truth. And um, I have a word for you today. Um, it's It's a Christmas message, and it's a warning, and it's also an encouragement, and it's, it's a, uh, um, a word of joy because we are having set before us uh, a great joy. As I was preparing this, I was thinking, uh, I can't believe that I'm about to celebrate my 76th Christmas. The earliest one I have any memory of is when I was about 18 months old, I have a picture of me sitting on my grandmother's lap. And as I think back to my childhood, I remember the excitement of Christmas morning. My brother and I would wake up and look down into the living room from the top of the stairs and we could see the bounty that Santa had left. Rushing into mom and dad's room, waking them up with great excitement, followed by ignoring the possible death by waking up our two teenage brothers. We would have to wait at the top of the stairs until all were up. We had pocket doors that closed off the living room, and Dad would go down and close the doors while we gathered in the dining room. Dad would then read us the Christmas story followed with prayer. He instilled in us what came first, keeping the main thing the main thing, the gift of salvation. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? Now, I have a confession to make. It was quite a few years later that I really understood what Dad was doing. At the time, my mind was behind those closed doors and I probably heard nothing. (laughs) Who's kidding who? I heard nothing. Dad would disappear, and suddenly the doors would fly open, and there it was, the tree all lit up, and the gifts under the tree, the reward for our lying about being good the whole year. (laughs) Oh, what joy filled our lovable little hearts. Now, when I was a little older, I remember getting ready for our Christmas Eve service, and once dressed, I would go into the room with the tree and turn off all the lights except those on the tree, and I would listen to Christmas carols. Our church service would start at about 11 p.m., 
and the choir would do Handel's Messiah. When a service was over, we would walk out into the cold night air and feel the cold nipping on our cheeks and the silence of a freshly fallen snow, laying a covering like a white blanket over the ground. It was so quiet and peaceful. Now that was 60 plus years ago. And the further I get from those events, the more I lose my emotional attachment to them. I wonder perhaps if we might have unknowingly lost some of our attachment to Christmas. As we go through life and all of its experiences and intellectual growth, I wonder perhaps if maybe we don't unknowingly allow life and culture and social correctness to cause a drifting away from the main thing. What seed are we planting in our children and grandchildren? The Black Friday sales or a savior? Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? For to us a child is born. There's a song entitled, A Child Like Me. One of the lines in this song says that if Jesus would have come in all the pomp and circumstance of the mighty king that he is, then I would not have been able to talk to him for, you know, fear of saying something wrong. But how can you say something wrong to a baby? In his book entitled God's Big Idea, Miles Monroe points out that God does things in an incredibly unique way. When deciding to expand his kingdom of heaven, God did not do, he didn't do it as we were accustomed to seeing nations here on earth do it, by conflict and acquisition. But rather, he planted a beautiful, peaceful garden in the midst of the earth. So he did when he came as the king to reconcile his own back to himself. Instead of coming in pomp and circumstance or or leading a great army as I would have done, he came as a gentle, innocent baby to reclaim his own. Name me one other king that would show such humility before those that not only were his subjects, but the creation of his own hand. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? Have you ever wondered, as I have, just exactly when Jesus realized he was God? Hebrews 5.8, although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. 
This shows a humanity of Jesus and causes me to wonder just what his childhood was like. Was the knowledge of Jesus being being God dulled in, I'm going to say that again, was the knowledge of Jesus being God dulled in Mary's mind, or did she realize she was disciplining and teaching God? Mary, did you know? Throughout the ministry of Jesus, we see the love and compassion and gentleness of that little baby. In Isaiah 6, 1, in the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Have you ever thought about the size of God's temple? Imagine the size of the train that filled that temple. Now, imagine the size of the rest of the robe if just a train filled the temple. Then imagine the size of the shoulders that carried the robe. Imagine now the size of the body that carried the shoulders. Imagine all of this being placed in a package that might be 21 inches long and maybe weighing 8 pounds. If you can imagine any of that, your imaginer is broken and you're thinking too small. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 8. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own or your own interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who... Although he existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking on the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in the appearance as man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Only God. Jesus put you and me ahead of the glory and riches and majesty of being the Son of God. Do we take what Jesus did as serious as what he did? Do we have any idea the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf? Have we become so sophisticated that we now take it for granted and believe we deserve it? Oh, the great, great love of Jesus. You know, in sending forth his son, I wonder if God's instructions to Jesus were similar to those that Jesus gave the disciples in Matthew ten sixteen. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Is there anything more innocent than a baby? How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? There's no other name by which we can be saved. No, this is Christmas. The birth of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the very gods of very gods, 
The light of the Savior will never be extinguished, for of the increase of his government and peace there'll be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. A gift for all. That is what Christmas is all about. It matters not if you believe. The gift still exists. And it's freely given, not depending on your belief or unbelief. But it depends on and comes from Emmanuel's heart. What a mighty and loving God we serve. Look, Harold, I'm a pastor, or I'm an elder, or a teacher, or I've been studying the Lord for umpteen years. I know what I'm doing, and I know all of this. Accept it. But remember what the Word says about pride. I'm just asking you to consider along with me the slippery slope of disconnecting unknowingly and drifting away from the main thing. Psalm 139, 23-24. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there are any hurtful ways in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Just remember, Satan is the great deceiver. In closing, I want to share one last scripture that we all are familiar with. Isaiah 29.13-14 Because this people draw near with their words and honor me with their lip service, but they remove their hearts far from me, and their reverence for me consists of tradition learned by rote. Therefore, behold, I will once again deal marvelously with this people, wondrously marvelous, and the wisdom of their wise men will perish, and the discernment of their discerning men will be concealed. Remember, on Calvary, they stood at the foot of the cross as Jesus gave his life for them, and they did not see the marvelously wonderful thing that was being done for them. Let us this year not celebrate by rote, which means that we have what we have practiced and memorized. But this year, let us celebrate by the knowing and the understanding of the greatest gift given to man. So the wondrously marvelous thing that God has done would not be concealed from us. May each one enjoy this year the greatest gift ever given, the full and complete benefits of citizenship in the kingdom of heaven and the fellowship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is how we escape by understanding this great salvation. May everyone have a very merry and very blessed Christmas. God bless.